You're listening to the Sunday Sermon from Cardington Church of the Nazarene in Cardington, Ohio. If you need prayer, encouragement, or support, please don't hesitate to reach out. As always, our website and email are in the show notes. We serve a great God, and it's my hope that He speaks to you through the sermon today. Um, last week, let's get right into it. Last week, uh, we talked about how there is nothing that we can do, nothing that you or I can do, not, think, not a thing we can think or say or want or desire. There's nothing we can do to be righteous before God. It is God who makes us righteous because of our faith in him. There's not one thing that we can do. It's all him. And it's not about us. It's about him. And last week we talked about how Abraham believed and he was credited as righteous. We talked about that last week. Um, if, you, if you missed last week, it's okay. Don't feel bad. I, I'll reference it a little bit here and there. Um, but if you ever do miss a week and you want to hear it, uh, you can go online and check it out. We, you can watch last week's sermon on Facebook. And also, new thing, this is kind of a shameless plug, I just started a church podcast where you can listen to our sermon on, uh, as a podcast if you want to listen to it while you're driving or something. So that can be found on our website or anywhere you find podcasts if you want to. So if you missed or if you want to hear or if you just want to listen to it again, Probably not, I understand. Uh, but uh, you can. That's available to you. So, so last week we talked about Abraham and how he believed, and that was credited to him as righteousness and all of that. And this week um, we're going to get into uh, something a little different, right? Well, there, there's God saves us. God justifies us. And, uh, and sometimes people make a decision for God based out of I don't know, maybe, maybe certain things, right? We all have the reason that we became a Christian. We all have reasons for why we make the decisions we make. All that matters uh, is God, right? And so a lot of times it's sort of uh, technique or, or, or theology sometimes goes out the window because whatever it takes to make, sit someone to make a decision for God, that's all that matters. And so some of you, some people uh, made a decision for God based out of uh, fear for what would happen to you if you didn't right? It's, it's common. It's been a common practice uh, for, not quite as common anymore, but for years and years, uh, the way to preach or the way to teach the message, it was referred to as like fire and brimstone, right? So if you don't get saved, if you don't believe there's a God, then you're going to burn in hell forever. So be scared and believe God can save you, but only God can save you. And if you don't, you better watch out because that's what's going to happen. So some people, rightfully so, have made decisions for God because they're scared of what's going to happen uh, if they don't, because of fear, because of absence of peace in their life, because they don't know, uh, they don't know what else to do because that is how that, that has led them, right? But that, uh, that was a way that was common for many years, and it's not quite as common anymore, and I think that's in part because... All the people who were scared into it have already been scared into it, and the other people who you couldn't scare into it have just decided it's not their thing. Christianity is not their thing, and so they've kind of moved on, and so we've shifted. And of course, along all of that, there's been other ways of communicating the gospel, but, but another one that has become popular and that another reason people make decisions for Christ, that people choose God, is because... Uh, of what they can get when they do it, of all of the benefits of it, right? And so there's another way that the gospel's preached commonly. It's, it's very, very popular still to this day. It's called, uh, referred to as the prosperity gospel. If you believe in God, good things will come to you. Only good, all the problems you have will be gone forever. Everything that you experience that's negative will not happen. You will be financially blessed. Any financial problems you have will be gone. And so some people have made their decision for God based off of what they think people have told them will happen to them when they do 
have faith in God, right? People have make, made decisions for what they're scared of happening. People make decisions because of what they want to happen. And oftentimes, what we're going to talk about today, what Paul desires, what Paul wants people to know, what he drives the point home constantly is that it's not what we can get, and it's not what is going to happen to us if we don't. It's that we can't live life without God. We cannot experience life without God. God is all that matters. And so today, if there's one point, I like to give one point, right? I think it's easy. So if there's one takeaway today, it's God is all that matters. God is all that matters. And it's not for what he can give, and it's not for what he can do to you if you don't listen. It's because he created us to experience his love, so we're created to do that. And so when we do, we are living. We are truly living, and it's the only place we will ever find life, where we will ever fully understand life. We're going to read in Romans chapter 5, follows directly after what we read last week in chapter 4. Romans chapter 5, we're just going to do 1 through 5. So I'll give you just a second if you want to turn there. Romans 5, 1 through 5. It says, therefore, since we have been justified through faith, we have peace with God through our Lord Jesus Christ, through whom we have gained access by faith into this grace which we, had now, which we now stand. And we boast in the hope of glory of God. Not only so, but we also glory in our sufferings because we know that suffering produces perseverance, perseverance, character, and character, hope. And our hope does not put us to shame because God's love has been poured out into our hearts through the Holy Spirit who's been given to us. So Paul, at this point in Romans, he writes this letter and every, everything up to this point has been to tell the people who have started believing and swaying and faltering that God is the focal point. God should be what gets you up in the morning, not your desire to be a good family member, a good husband, a good wife, a good spouse, a good child. It should be God that motivates everything you do. Not your family, not yourself, not even others. It should be God, right? And God has, we have the things where we have to, that, that we will, the priorities we'll make, right? But God needs to be the first one. God needs to be what excites you, what gets you up in the morning, what motivates you, because God is the only way we will ever experience life. God is the only place we will ever experience peace. And so today, I think there are three things. I'm not normally a three-point kind of guy. I've already given you the one point, so don't worry. You can write these three down if you want, but you don't have to. But there are three things that I believe that, that we get uh, when we have faith, right? And when we receive justification, when we are have, when we've been saved by God because of our faith through his free gift of grace, there are three things that we receive. And no, we do not make that decision because of these three things. We make the decision so that we uh, can live the life we were created to live, so that we can experience God's love. And once you experience God's love, you will never want to experience anything else. But there are three things that we get that I want to talk about today. So when we are saved through faith, we receive three things. First is peace, okay? First, we receive peace. Then we receive access. And third, we receive hope. Okay, so I want to talk about those three things today. So when you hear the word peace, I believe that most of our minds immediately often go to, uh, like, war, right? Bad things, violence, robbery, war, crime. This is what comes to mind immediately for me when I hear the word peace. And, and again, rightfully so, because we are people who've been raised in this day and this age. And so 
we, we all bring our baggage. We all bring what, uh, what our experiences and, and our thoughts and our, and our life. We bring that with us into every word we hear. So when we hear, when we hear peace, I just think war. And, and how, many, how many politicians or how many people or how many years have you heard, well, we just need world peace, right? And world peace would be great. But, but I don't, well, yeah, you know. I don't, think it's, I, don't think, I don't think it's looking good, right? But that's the thing that immediately comes to my mind is peace, like absence of fighting, absence of violence, absence of war. But also, I, I sometimes think of like a peaceful feeling inside, right? So there's inner peace as well, like maybe the peace that you long for uh, in your rest. Like when you go home and you think, I don't have anything to do tonight, and you sit in the chair and you think, finally, what a peaceful moment, and then you realize you have a bunch of more stuff you have to do, and, and it's ruined, right? Or, or what you hope to feel on vacation, when you go and you sit by the ocean and you listen, and it's beautiful, and it's peaceful, and it's tranquil. There's inner peace as well, right? Right? And so the type of peace that God can give, the, the type of peace that God does give unconditionally, is inner peace. So the peace uh, that can get us through when the outer peace isn't getting us through. Because uh, it's obvious, uh, even to Paul, even back then, outer peace isn't going to come. Human peace, world peace, that is not ever going to happen. Not until the day that God comes back, right? That's never going to happen I wish it did, but it's not going to. And so God can give us peace that can get through anything, that can get us through the storm. We can weather any storm with the peace of God. God gives his unconditional, unexplainable, unfathomable, beyond words, beyond our imagination, peace. We've been justified through faith, and justified is similar to the word saved. So since we've been saved, through our faith, through our belief, we have peace with God. And it is through God that we have peace, through nothing else. There's no other place for peace. You will never find peace, no matter how hard you look for it. You can talk uh, to anybody uh, who has experienced the true peace of God, no matter what their life was like before. They have peace now, and, and what their life is like after doesn't matter because they have peace with God. There are famous people all over the place, famous people who had good upbringings and, and every opportunity afforded to them and great families, and they grew up into great wealth and they had a great career and all worldly success, and they still, without God, will be seeking. And they'll tell you sometimes, people, you can ask people in that position, what, you know, what do you want? Has this given you everything you want? And no, it doesn't. It doesn't give you what you want because you can't find peace outside of God. There is no lasting peace outside of the peace of God. There is no lasting peace outside of the peace of God. Think about the, like, all the times that we don't have peace in our lives, right? Think about all the times that maybe it's... So, so I sort of look at peace as like the absence of the tranquility inside of your soul, right? The absence of the good and, and, and comes in the bad, right? So like bad thoughts. Maybe, maybe that's bad thoughts about yourself. Maybe you're, you're sad. Maybe you've gone through spirits of times of depression or, or, or seasons of, of anxiety that you don't know how to shake and you don't know how to get past it. Maybe you've gone through uh, anger with yourself for something you've done or something that the way you treated someone. Maybe you, maybe you feel bad ways about certain people. Maybe you feel hatred. Maybe you feel anger. Maybe you feel sadness. Maybe you don't know how to reconcile all those feelings, right? Because that's not, that's not a peaceful feeling. I can tell you that there was a time in my life, it's not that long ago, a few years ago, before we were here, and I'm not, a, people know, I'm not a very emotional person, especially outwardly. I don't, I don't 
share my emotion with many people. And I've heard it's a problem. I don't know if it is, but I've been told that, right? So I don't share my emotion with many people. But one day I said to Kirsten, and we were both kind of going through a tough season. And I told her, I, f- I feel like I'm in a hole and I can't crawl out of it. And it's not like, and I don't want it to sound like we were in this terrible situation and all these things were piling up on me and thing after thing, but it just felt like the situation that I found myself in was insurmountable. And maybe it was, and and even if it is, even at that time when I had all these bad feelings and I had all these, I didn't have, I didn't have earthly peace in my heart. I know, and I can tell you now, as a person who went through that, I had peace from God that I could not explain, something that helped me get through a time where I thought I couldn't get out of that hole I was in. God gave me peace even in the midst of everything I was going through. And I don't want to stand here and say that it was, like I said, it wasn't a terrible time. It wasn't a thing that on paper would would really uh, look that bad, but it was a time for me that I really struggled with, and God truly gave me peace through it. God can give peace. All it takes is faith. All it takes is belief in who God is, and he will be faithful. It is our faith that it is is us believing. That's the only thing that can give us the peace we need. So first, God gives peace. The second thing is access, right? And it says, the next verse, it says, Lord Jesus Christ, through whom we have gained access by faith. And so another thing that comes to us by faith, when we've been made righteous to God by our faith, through his grace, another thing that we get is access. And so when Jesus came to the earth, right, this is access to God no one had ever had before. Because before, God uh, was like the, the creator, right? And he'd been around and he was there, but he had never physically been there with humans Right? He had never physically been there, and Jesus was born and was there. So we have God. We have the power of God, the actual God, on earth with us. That is when access to God sort of changed, right? But obviously not all of us were there. None of us were. But not all, not all people got to experience that. So when Jesus died and when he rose again, we got the Holy Spirit, which we've talked about before, the song. It's the same power. It is God's power, fully accessible, all access passed to who God is, We all have full access to God. Every single person, you, me, all of us, anyone, anywhere, has full access to God if all they do is have faith. All they have to do is believe and they will be saved and have full access to God because the Holy Spirit is among us. The Holy Spirit is here. Access is an easy thing to sell, right? Access is a marketing term almost. It's like a, it's like a buzzword. Uh, People like access. You pay for access to like services you need, right? Like Netflix, you gotta have Netflix, pay for access to internet, right? Oh, trash. We pay for all access to all these things. Access is important. But when it gets more exclusive, access gets more expensive, but people still pay it, right? Like all access, pass it, all access passes to, to some concert where we get to go backstage and meet the band or all access passes to a, a country club where we get to golf where no one else is allowed to golf and we get to eat good food uh, that they make specifically for us and use the facility, the pool, everything, right? We pay for that. We pay for social clubs. We pay for the things that give us access. Access is important, but the only access that we need is free through faith, through the grace of God. We have full access, all access granted to us to the unfathomable, undeniable full character of God. 
God is accessible to us. So when we have faith in him, when we just believe, it doesn't take anything more, right? They say it just doesn't take anything but a mustard seed. It just can be a tiny, tiny bit. All you have to do is have a little bit of faith and God will save you and you'll have full access everything to his peace and to, his, to this next thing, this last thing, to his hope. And we're all familiar with hope. Hope is a feeling we all experience. I immediately turn to when I'm going on vacation, right? And, and you're driven to do the road trip because of the hope of how good the vacation's gonna be, right? And if you know it's a good place to go, or, or, or not road trip, maybe you're gonna fly. You know it's gonna take some time to get where you're gonna go, but the hope of what you're gonna receive will take you to it, right? And, it's, and it's, that's what gets you so excited about going, the anticipation of what is to come. Knowing that something good, something that you're expecting, something you've read all about that's coming, that's gonna get us to where we're going. And we're going to go on vacation and we're going to get there and it's going to be great. And I've had experiences like that. Uh, and then when you go home, it feels like it takes forever because you're just going home, right? You're not, you're just anticipating it to go back to the way it was. Hope is what gets us from point A, the desire, to point B, what we hope for, right? Hope gets us through it, just like on that road trip, but just like a road trip or a vacation. Maybe you've never Maybe you've never been on one. You're planning a new one, and it's a trip someone told you about or a place someone told you about, and so you're taking their word or you're taking the website at its word, and, and you book a hotel, and you book lodging, and you book uh, all these things you want to do on your vacation, and you're anticipating it, and sometimes you get there, and the hotel's not as good as it looked on the internet. The room's a lot smaller, not really very clean. All the, all the attractions you were going to do are not that fun. The weather was bad and people weren't nice and it wasn't a good vacation and all the hope let you down. All the anticipation was not in the right spot because even though you thought, even though you had hope that it was good, even though you had enough hope to propel you through, it didn't hold up. It didn't hold up. It didn't do what you wanted it to. It did not fulfill your anticipation. Well, see, that, that can happen when we put our hope in the wrong things. But when we just have faith, when we just believe, when we just accept the free gift of grace from God, we can have hope that everything he's ever said is true, and you will never be let down like that bad vacation did. You will never put your hope in the wrong place. It even says in this scripture today, it says hope does not put us to shame because God's Love has been poured into our hearts. God always does what he says he'll do. With Abraham, he promised descendants, as many as the stars, and it was impossible, but it happened. And he promises to be with you always. The end of the age. And he will. And he promises to give you peace even in the midst of sorrow. And I know sometimes it's really hard to separate the sorrow. We don't have to separate the sorrow because how God works is he's, he's going to be with you through the sorrow. 
And he'll be with you through the loss, and he'll be with you through the tough times. It is through God's hope that we can persevere through the things that we will have to weather, the storms that we will have to weather, the bad things that will come, the world peace that will not come, the loss that will, the sickness that will. I wish it was going to stop. But until that day that he promised, when he comes back and when he makes it all good and it's all the kingdom of God and it's here, until that day, we've got some stuff that we will have to live through. But the good news is that in the midst of it, and I promise you, even if you don't feel it, even if you haven't felt it, it's possible. God's peace is there. His hope is there because you have all access to everything he is. Complete access to everything that God is. And like I said at the beginning, no, we don't make a decision for God because we get access to him. Once you have a little bit of access and once you, once you desire relationship with God, all that flows out of desire to, to know God more is everything that we do leading us to that goal, right? Everything that we do will lead us closer to God because that is our desire. And the closer you get to God, all that stuff just comes with it. God will transform your life, and all it takes is a little bit of faith. God is the only place you can ever find true peace. You can ever find true hope. You can ever find true life. He is the only place it will ever happen. We sang the song it is well this morning. It was written in 1800. It's like 1800 and I don't know, 60s or 70s, maybe. And uh, I wanted to share the story of that song because, and a lot of you may know it, uh, but I think it makes uh, uh, it makes the words of that song even more important, even more valuable, right? And the words are when peace. Like a river, attendeth my way. When peace comes to me like a river, even when sorrows like sea billows roll, whatever my lot, so whatever happens to me, I've been taught to say it's well with my soul. And then the chorus is, he's not just saying what he's been taught, he is living, it is well with my soul. And what was going on, right, in his life that made him write this song makes it even more valuable to us. His name is Horatio Spafford. He's the one who wrote the words for this. And it was in the 1800s. He was a wealthy businessman, real estate investor, attorney. Okay, he had money. He had a family success. Um, but he lost nearly everything. Him and his family lost nearly all their possessions in the great Chicago fire in the 1870s. And so uh, once they had gotten past that, um, he planned a vacation for him and his family to go on so they could just get away and they could rest and they could just, you know, kind of move past it, right? And so he sent his wife and his four daughters across the sea 
They wanted to go to Europe, so they got on a boat and they go across the Atlantic Ocean. He stayed back for a few days because he had some business that he had to attend to, being a businessman. And on that trip to Europe, his family, their ship collided with another ship and went down. And hundreds of people died, including all of his daughters. All four of his daughters passed away. And there's a famous message. His wife sent back a message to him that said, only me survived. That's all he knew. And so he gets up, I'm sure devastated and distraught, and knowing that not only has he lost all his earthly possessions, he's now lost his daughters, his actual flesh and blood, his family. He gets on his own ship and takes off and goes to Europe to meet his wife. And on the way there, the captain, he says, I know what happened to you. I know, I know that your family passed away in that collision, in that shipwreck. Uh, just so you know, that's where that happened. It's coming up very soon. And so, so as they sailed, or, or whatever, however you travel back then, as they go across the water in the same place it happened, he writes down the words for the song, It Is Well. It's well with my soul, even in the place where I lost my family even in the place where my whole life changed through everything I've been through, I know because you said it, it's well with my soul. There's peace and there's hope in you, even in a time like this. That song means a lot to me and knowing the story, it means even more to me. God's peace is real and his hope is real. And I've experienced it and I know you've experienced it and if you haven't, just wait because you're going to. I promise his peace is real. All that matters is God. Will you bow your heads with me? God, we come to you today humbly, knowing that we don't have all the answers and knowing that we're broken inside and that we're going to go through some stuff Maybe we are going through some stuff, God, and, and maybe, maybe we're angry, and I understand, and maybe we're, maybe we're struggling. But God, I just pray today you'd give us your peace. You would give it in an undeniable way so that everyone here, all of us, anyone who needs it, just gets to experience your peace, peace that we can't find anywhere else, peace that we can't find in those times anywhere else. We know you can do it. I believe you can do it. Your Holy Spirit is with us. We have the full, all-access pass to your power that lives with us today. Show us your power. Reveal yourself to us in new ways. God, help us to be closer to you. Help us to be so close to you. It's all we think about. We love you. Amen. Amen. So as you go today, know that all that matters is God.